0: Welcome to the La, La Land podcast. I'm your host, Lex Nevin. This podcast is me finally giving myself permission to say all of the things I've always wanted to say. Imagine it being like one big exhale. From how I built my fashion brand dressed in LaLa, to motherhood, to pop culture, to everything in between. Because in La, La Land, there are no rules. Well, except being yourself. I am so glad you're here. Let's get lost in our own little world together. Hi, everybody. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to La 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 oh gosh i hope you're not turning it off already that was rough let's try that again welcome back to la la land (laughs) i never claimed to be a singer okay and also i don't know what that like that song was that i just made up but hello welcome back how are you doing oh my gosh i'm like so glad you're here um you guys we have so much to talk about. It's been a minute since we did, like, a pop culture kiki, and it's so needed. Like, I have so much to talk about. First of all, I just want you guys to know I'm okay. I'm truly okay. You do not need to worry about me. <laughs> I posted—if you follow me on Instagram, you saw that a couple days ago Um, on Sunday night after the Grammys, I posted a video on my stories— of me like sobbing to Matt that he filmed where I was like crying really hard and I was like I really needed this I've just been kind of sad lately and like I really needed this talking about her album coming out is what I'm talking about like it's it was just funny like yeah like I was kind of sad last week like I started my period I freaking have been having anxiety it's been gray skies here for like seven days straight. And like, that's just not okay. Like winter is fine, but like the sun has to shine through a little bit, like to break up the days, like gray skies, you guys, I don't know how people do it that live somewhere like that. Like, it's just really hard. So anyways, I was, I had a little bit of a rough week last week, but I just was so, I was like, just thinking like April, like this gives me something to look forward to. It's like, you know, only two months away, I can do it. And I was just so excited. I was crying. And most of you like were got the vibe. Like you were like, LOL, I love you. This is relatable, blah, blah, blah. But a few people were like, so worried about me. Like people, the next day, I like woke up to some texts from people that I haven't talked to in a long time that were like, hey, like, don't be sad. Like, what's wrong? And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't get it. (laughs) Which is sweet. Like it's sweet. People are reaching out, but like, I promise I'm okay. But also, like, I'm not okay. Are you okay? Like, the tortured poet's department. I just saw a meme that's, like, Ross and... I think it was Ross and Rachel from Friends, like, going back, and it's, like, repeating the words. It's, like, tortured, and then he's, like, tortured. She said, poets? He says, poets. She says, department? He says, department. She says, tortured poet's department. And he says, dead poet's society. (laughs) And, like... I've never even like seen or read like I'm not even sure what Dead Poets Society is. Please don't hate me for saying that, but I keep wanting to say that too. So anyways, tortured poets. I want to say tortured poet society, but it's tortured poets department. You guys, what the freak? Like what are we how are we feeling? It was so crazy like if you didn't if you're not like in the Taylorverse, um we knew something was coming. So she you know the whole Scooter Braun drama. Like he bought her um music before she had a chance and so she's been re-recording all of her albums that she recorded with big machine records that scooter bought and she's been doing taylor's version so like she own re-owns it she is re-recording all of them and with the re-records we get like little changes and then we also get like vault songs that are like these songs from that time that were never released so it's just it's so much fun truly and she's done re-recorded all of them except for we just had 1989 come out in October um, and all we have left is Reputation which Reputation like if you don't know Reputation was during the time where like she felt like the world hated her and like if there was ever a time that the world hated her it was during this time it was when Kanye and Kim tried to like make her look like she lied and said she was down to be in that music video he said in his song he said he made taylor famous or whatever and they like literally faked a phone call where she like said it was okay and then he had her in that music video where it was like all the different famous people like naked don't you remember that it feels like a blip but anyways um and they like faked a call and posted the clip and like everyone thought taylor was a snake and was like trying to make them look bad cancel taylor was trending on twitter it was all a time and during this time when she felt like the whole world hated her, um, is when she started dating Joe Alwyn. And so reputation as an album is like it's giving snake. It's like it's giving edgy, it's giving like I don't give a crap what you think of me kind of vibes. It's like straight up it's the the era I'm trying to enter truly. But um, So we have like lots of edgy songs and sassy songs kind of, but it's also kind of sexy. Like it's when her and Joe are dating and there's some like really gorgeous songs about like when no one was there for me, you were there for me. And like, you loved me even though no one else did. You know, even even though that's not true, that's how she felt, you know? And so that's the album. And we're just dying to know, you know, those vault songs and just hear what she does with it. And then the other album she hasn't, Re-recorded is her debut album, which is just the Taylor Swift one, which is like Tim McGraw, Tears on My Guitar, Picture to Burn, you know the classics. So we've all just been like waiting for Reputation for her to tell us that it's coming out. And so at the Grammys, the morning of the Grammys on Sunday morning, she changed her profile picture. You know how she does her Easter eggs, and you know what? Like you can think it's dumb, you can think it's like childish, you can think Swifties are annoying. And, like, we're all just, like, lame moms that are just, like, bored or something. But it is fun. Like, it's fun to have, like, a fun little thing to, like, be excited about. And, like, I think part of it, too, is, like, a lot of us, like, grew up. Like, Taylor Swift has, like, been a huge part of our lives. So, it's just, it's, like, so fun. So, anyways, don't hate on what makes people happy. And we won't hate on what makes you happy, okay? Anyways. So Sunday morning, she changed her profile picture on social media to a black and white version of what it was. And then um, an hour or two before the Grammys, her like website where you can buy merch and CDs and records and whatever um, went blank, like went completely blank and like was down. And then she showed up to... The like, Grammys and her outfit was like somewhat giving reputation. Like if there was ever an outfit to give reputation, this was probably in the top five or something. But it was like black and white Scaparelli, and then her it was her jewelry that was like really giving reputation too. She had like all this layered kind of edgy looking jewelry and like this clock on her neck. And anyway, so everyone in the Swiftieverse was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like she's going to announce rep taylor's version tonight so to our dismay when she gets up after she wins um pop album of the year she announces you guys know she's like i've been keeping this secret for two years but april 19th my new brand new album the tortured poet's department comes out and, like, literally completely out of left field. No one saw that coming. Like, we've been expecting reputation and debut before we get anything. Plus, like, I don't, like Midnight's isn't that old. Like, she, that's what she's at the Grammys for right now. It was just the biggest shock. And it was so fun because Kinsey happened to be at our house. And um, we, like, just gasped. She instantly teared up. I was just, like, in shock. And then it hit me, like, 30 minutes later just how overwhelmed with emotion i was also i just remembered we have a lot to talk about with the album but i also just remembered why um <laughs> people are also worried about me is because i recently also this weekend posted it on cl- my close friends um instagram these dms i got from one of lala's just truly most special customers of all time um who just i don't know you guys you guys would be like shocked the people that saw these dms like could not believe it but they were easily some of the rudest i've ever received um and although i know that this lady like what she says shouldn't affect me like it just did because i was already feeling down so i think that the double whammy is why a lot of people were like really worried about me which like now i'm like okay like i get it um but just to put in perspective like you know i've just been coming out of this little week so but here I am. Here we are. Nevertheless, she persisted. You know what I mean? You guys, this this whole album, like, we, we have to get into it. I'm kind of thinking we need to dive in. And I've had some people tell me they're excited to hear my theories, which, like, at first I was like, theories, but then now? So that happened on Sunday, and then yesterday was Monday, and yesterday she released the track list just on her Instagram, which is, like, never a thing, like... Usually it's like dropping one by one hints or different things, talking about them like one by one over like a period of time. And we got the whole set list yesterday. And these, first of all, the song titles alone, like are crazy. And um, there's two featured artists. We have Post Malone and we have Florence and the Machine, which is so cool. And like those two are so different. But like when you think of this as a whole, it just like it feels like it just like makes sense it's um the cover to the album is her like laying on a bed it's like her lips down to her like mid thighs and it's like giving sexy like it's giving tortured poets department but make it sexy and it's been in black and white and then um the song titles you guys it's so everyone's kind of assuming that this might be like at first i think when we heard the title the tortured poets department everyone's the vibe of the photo too, we were all kind of like, oh my gosh, maybe it will be like folklore and evermore's sister, um, which I would freaking love. But then yesterday the set list dropped and I don't know. Like I really don't know what to think. These song titles are like some of the most like fierce and like unhinged in the best way song titles we've ever gotten from Taylor. And they're they're longer than normal too. Like usually a song is, like, a word or two. It's, like, very rare that there's, like, a phrase. But, like, almost every single song has, like, a little phrase. And um, we'll go over them. Don't worry. And then also the fact that, like, people are, like, adding the clues together, right? And, like, when she announced she said a secret I've been keeping for two years. As far as, like, we all just kind of assumed is, like, Joe and Taylor were happy. They, like, were away living. They dated for six years. They were, like, away from the public eye, like, doing their thing. We have these most gorgeous beautiful like love songs about joe alwyn like really all we've ever gotten about joe are like king of my heart type songs and um i mean and now looking back i'm like i've been like listening to like evermore the last couple days and like looking back and listening to some of these songs i'm like oh my gosh like her and joe like their relationship was not as like great as we thought there was some definitely some stuff that happened i mean there's the whole um when a good man hurts you and you know you hurt him too like there's so much of this throughout folklore and evermore and then we all kind of assumed midnights was actually a little bit of a breakup album which we didn't know at the time but then we all were putting it together when we found out that joe and taylor broke up last year right as she was like going on tour it's just super interesting because i think this is the breakup album or at least like this album is leading up to the breakup itself. And it's like encapsulating like all of that. Um And I also like now that I'm like just re listening and he- even just like based off of these song titles, I'm like, I think that like Joe cheated on Taylor and I think Taylor cheated on Joe. And I know that's like a really wild accusation to make, but you go back and listen to folklore and evermore and tell me you don't think that. And I know she says they're like base. They're not like based on her life, but you know, like, I think they, we've always known that they, like, kind of partly are, at least parts of them. Um, So it's just really interesting. Also, the songs that we got on Midnight's that, like, that now are released, we have You're Losing Me and we have Hits Different. And both of them were kind of, like, giving breakup straight up. And You're Losing Me is, like, truly one of the most, like, heartbreaking songs of all time and so i think we kind of a lot of people are like speculating that this album you're losing me is like a tiny taste of this big album because you guys so originally um you're losing me was like just on this cd that you could buy at the new york shows the at the metlife stadium which i went to but the cd was like already sold out so it was like so rare and then it like got leaked and you know that's how we all kind of learned it and it's just like this gorgeous song But if you remember, a few months ago, it was randomly released. She, like, was, like, the top streamed artist or something of last year. I don't remember. And so she released that song to, like, celebrate. And when that song released, like, to the public, Jack Antonoff posted a picture to his Instagram feed talking about it. And I have to read you the caption and explain to you the photo, okay? I had to do some digging and I, like, went to Jack Antonoff's Instagram and I wasn't seeing the picture on his feed. But turns out he actually only posted it on his stories the day that the song was, like, on all streaming platforms. So it's a picture of Taylor Swift in a kitchen wearing, like, sweatpants, hair pulled back, eating raisins off of counter, a countertop. And it looks like she has, like, wine. And he wrote, You're Losing Me is out today, a very special track from the Midnight Sessions that's finally streaming. Written and recorded at home on twelve five twenty one, right after Taylor ate these raisins. So him saying the date, the twelve five twenty one, made everybody be like, "Wait, what?" Because te- like in our brains, we thought Taylor and Joe were like happy and together at that point, point. and clearly, there's been some some stuff going on longer than that because that song is like. It's leading up to the breakup, right? It's like, you're losing me. It's like, how did you how do you not see that we're, like, sick? Like, the lyrics are just, let me just find those lyrics for me, for you. <laughs> you say I don't understand, and I say I know you don't. We thought a cure would come through in time, but now I fear it won't. Remember, looking at this room, we loved it because of the light. Now I just sit in the dark and wonder if it's time. Do I throw out everything we built or keep it? I'm getting tired even for a phoenix, always rising from the ashes, mending all her gashes. You might have just dealt the final blow. And then it's like her actual heartbeat, which like I've seen little memes that say like if someone if you're ever having to give um, resuscitation. Wait, not that's not what it's called. What is it called when you like pump someone's chest? <laughs> I can't even think of what it's called. But basically, if you do that, you're supposed to do it to this song because the beats per minute is like what you're supposed to do. But anyways, it's it's so devastating, like, truly. Um, How long could we be a sad song till you were too far gone to bring back to life? I gave you all my best me's, my endless empathy, and all I did was bleed as I tried to be the bravest soldier. Fighting in only your army. Frontlines, don't you ignore me. I'm the best thing at this party. You're losing me. And I wouldn't marry me either. A pathological people pleaser who only wanted you to see her, and I'm fading thinking do something babe say something Psh. lose something babe risk something you're losing me choose something babe i got nothing to believe unless you're choosing me anyways um this song is devastating but that that's what like everyone's so we're all freaking out because this album i think could be a lot of that um so that's that's a lot to take in. You know what I mean? But I literally, that's like what I want. That's what I need, even though it's going to its going to hurt. Okay, I want to read you the track list that came out. And supposedly, actually, you guys, like I said, it's so not tailored to just post a tra- track list and move on with her life. It's usually like a slow thing that's happening. And so um, I, you guys know I'm not a Reddit girly, but I went down the Reddit rabbit holes for you on the Taylor Swift world in Taylor Swift world and have all the insider information about this track list, why it was like released the way it was. And then the song titles and what people are, the theories that people are thinking they mean they are, they whatever. So I hope you're ready for it. Cause this is like some juicy, juicy information. So first of all, People, like I said, this is the fastest we've ever gotten a track list. Um, and what everyone is saying is that it was actually leaked. Someone posted her album title and the track list last week on TikTok, but no one believed it because it sounded insane. Um, so usually that's like that will happen if like a, you know, an artist song gets leaked or the name or the whatever like in this situation they will try to hurry and announce it before it like gets away from them which is like a super big bummer like you work so hard and you're so excited i cannot imagine like actually that kind of has happened with lala now now that i think about it on a different scale but like where i work really really hard on something and i'm so excited to introduce it to my people and somehow like it gets posted somewhere or something and they see it in that way like that would bum me out and this is just that times five million but um my question is like how does that get leaked like how does that happen obviously you have like your close circles and you trust them but someone brought up a really good point on reddit that working in the vinyl pressing factories because they usually start like making those beforehand and stuff it takes a while um that's how it will happen is like someone along the way like that where they get the information and it's like they have nothing to lose except for clout or whatever so that's a bummer but I mean I'm happy for us because to me like having these song titles like it's all I'm gonna think about from now until April 19th so first of all the track list number one Fortnite featuring Post Malone number two the tortured poets department Number three, my boy only breaks his favorite toys. Four, down bad. Five, so long London. Six, but daddy I love him. Seven, fresh out of the slammer. Eight, Florida with three exclamation points featuring Florence the Machine. Nine, guilty as sin. Ten, who's afraid of little old me. Eleven, I can fix him. No, really, I can. Twelve. L-O-M-L, which love of my life, but it's all lowercase. Thirteen, I Can Do It With A Broken Heart. Fourteen, The Smallest Man Who Ever Lived. Uh, Fifteen, The Alchemy. Sixteen, Clara Bow. And then seventeen, we have a bonus track called The Manuscript. Um, so that's the track list, you guys. Let's get into it. First thing is... Taylor is known to notoriously make number five the most vulnerable, the deepest. um, It's actually been said. So number track five being, if you remember, So Long London is crazy because on Lover, which was like just the most magical lovey dovey dreamland album all about Joe, we had London Boy, which was very clearly about him. Um, so our track five on this album is So Long London, and it's kind of crazy. Track fives are her self-proclaimed most vulnerable and typically heartbreaking songs like All Too Well, Dear John, The Archer, etc. So that's super interesting. Next, we have Florida with three exclamation points, which like is so random, but just based on the other songs, because there's a song called... We have Florida, but we also have I Can Do It With A Broken Heart. Um, I Can Do It With A Broken Heart is very much giving her Time Person of the Year interview where she was like, no matter if I'm sick or I'm broken hearted or let's see, I actually have it here. Okay, direct quote. I just found this for you guys in the Time article. She's talking about like preparing for this tour and I'll just read you this like whole little. Paragraph. It says, Carrying an economy on your back is a lot for one person. After she plays a run of shows, Swift takes a day to rest and recover. I do not leave my bed except to get food and take it back to my bed and eat it there, she says. It's a dream scenario. I can barely speak because I've been singing for three shows straight. Every time I take a step, my feet go crunch, crunch, crunch from dancing in heels. That like makes my brain hurt. Uh, Maintaining her strength through workouts between shows is key. I know I'm going on stage. This is the part I'm talking about. I know I'm going on stage whether I'm sick, injured, heartbroken, uncomfortable, or stressed, she says. That's a part of my identity as a human being now. If someone buys a ticket to my show, I'm going to play it unless we have some sort of force, force manure. Um, which the only thing that's happened so far during her tour is that heat wave in Brazil where she um, ended up rescheduling because of the really unsafe conditions. So we have a track called I Can Do It With a Broken Heart, which I feel like that's like a direct parallel to that statement where she's like, I'm going on stage no matter. Blah, blah, blah. I'm broken hearted. Blah, blah. Um, I'm assuming that's kind of the vibe of that song, which also fans have been like really trying to figure out what this Florida song is about. Florida, through exclamation points. And people put together that Florida was the first show she played after her and Joe's breakup was announced. You remember it was like announced on a weekend. And um, we were all freaking out. And, like, everyone felt so bad for her. We're like, how is she going to, like, go on? And we were, like, so curious how she would be on stage. And she ended up changing Invisible String that she had played in Vegas and Arizona to The One, which is very much like, I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. So that was, like, crazy. So Florida was the first show after the breakup announcement. And that— that could mean, we have no idea, but it kind of makes sense that it's like, that was a big night. And, I mean, Joe and her, that he was a huge part of, like, who she was. And we all, like, as Swifties, everyone loved him. Like, he made our girl happy, you know what I mean? So, that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Um, we also have a song called, But Daddy, I Love Him. And everyone is very like, was digging into this and obviously it's a Little Mermaid reference. Erin, I mean, (laughs) Ariel says that to her dad. And we all know that The Little Mermaid is a story about a heroine, (laughs) heroine, what's wrong with me, loses her voice because of a man. And it also came out in 1989, which is the year Taylor was born. So that's very much like it kind of feels like maybe there's more, like I said, more to their relationship, which of course there was. Like, no one's relationship is perfect. We just have never had an inside look at it. So it's kind of giving, like, maybe it wasn't as great as we all thought it was. And maybe Taylor actually feels like she kind of, like, lost her voice or lost who she was throughout the relationship. Also, we have, there's a, a lot of pictures on Harry that have, like, circulated around this topic as well. The daddy, I love him. And there's a... There was one night when Harry, I he's giving One Direction still, so I'm assuming it was during the time maybe when maybe when him and Taylor had just broken up. Now that we know that their relationship was also a little crazier than we expected, maybe it's around that time. But he's wearing a shirt that says, "But Daddy, I love him." So it's also kind of like okay, like this could be about Harry, and like all of this might sound crazy to you. I understand that, but just trust me, like Taylor's mind, you guys. I don't understand how she like walks around living life like in the same world as all of us. I guess she doesn't. She does what she's doing. But like she is a songwriting like master and in the way that like things are like so tied in and like like she does not miss things like this. So that's also a theory for the daddy. But daddy, I love him song. One person on Reddit said, wait, the tortured poet's department is all of her broody artistic exes. She's the chairman of the department because she loved and left them all. She even told us the album is about more than Joe by highlighting, which these lyrics were on the first, um, she put this in the, the caption, I believe, of the first, when she posted the cover of the album. It said, my muses acquired like bruises. We've talked about how Travis is the first person she's dated who's not artistic and moody. Men, she's ended on... M- men, she's ending on this album. <laughs> this is what the person thinks. She's This album's about all these guys. Maddie Healy, Joe Alwyn, Harry Styles, Joe Jonas, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, And a lot of the guys she's dated has, have also been from London. So that's one take. Um, this goes into what I w- was talking about with jack Antonoff posting that picture on his stories and with the date of when you're losing me was written i understand the significance now of jack telling us how early you're losing me was recorded she knew she was going to announce this and tell us she's been working on it for two years we're getting a true breakup album and i'm so here for it between the cover art album name track names this already feels different than anything she's ever done and on the also i forgot to mention on the track list on the back of the album it says i love you it's ruining my life which is like so crazy also a lot of people have been like i love you ain't that the worst thing you ever heard which was on lover cruel summer and now i love you it's ruining my life so it's kind of just interesting it's kind of interesting you guys um a lot of people are just talking about like how these are truly the most insane track titles she's ever had. And, like, one comment was so funny that I saw. Let me read it to you. I knew we were in trouble when I saw the back cover and decorative text, but this track list is insane. Unless the titles are are all some enormous swerve, this is this is the nightmare-level relationship kiss-off album I never thought we'd see. I'm not sure what I expected, but it wasn't this. I don't know how we're supposed to wait over two months for this. I'm chewing at the bars of my enclosure. Ooh. It's just insane, you guys. I will say there are also a lot of people that are like, I can't take these titles seriously. Like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. Which I cannot relate to. Like, I cannot relate to. I guess also it's been said somewhere along the lines that her and Aaron Dessner had recorded, started recording an album or like working on an album together before midnights. And then she ended up doing midnights instead. I think that was, she said that somewhere when, when Midnight's came out. But um, this person on Reddit said, to be honest, I'm now even more convinced that this is the album Aaron and her had started working on before Midnight's. I really hope I'm right. I need Aaron breakup songs. Aaron Dessner is from The National and the songs that him and Taylor have done together are like the ones that like hit you where it hurts. Like just so deep, so gorgeous. Let me just tell you some of the songs her and Aaron have done. We have Right Where You Left Me, Closure, Long Story Short, Happiness, Ivy. I am on such my Ivy bullshit. Oh my gosh, I've been listening to that so much. Hoax, Tolerate It, The One, Tis the Damn Season. Peace, Seven, The Great War, High Infidelity, Cardigan, You're Losing Me, Coney Island, Marjorie, like these are some of like the songs that like cut you where it hurts. So this album could potentially be crazy. But then other people have said these titles are giving Jack Antonoff vibes, don't you think? And then the other other person says, I hope both are on it. Taylor feels so comfortable with Jack, and Aaron brings out the best lyrics and emotions out of her. I hope they're both on this. And then someone else said, I subscribe to this theory. It would make sense, though. He had said they started working on stuff, and then she shifted to other projects, which was Midnight's. Probably because she wanted a big pop album for a tour, and also probably because some of these songs are super I'm over you. And, um... Taylor and Joe weren't, like, over at the time, like, openly that we know of. So it wouldn't have made sense if this album was out. Maybe they weren't ready to announce it. I don't know. I don't know, like, what their whole plan was. But it's wild, wild, wild. Um, We also have Fresh Out of the Slammer, which people kind of think is, like, she's comparing to Joe with—she's comparing Joe with Prison, which also we have, he can be my jailer, jailer, J-A-I-L-E-R, which is wild. That's kind of the same vibe. Like I said, London boy, and now we have so long London. Also, just the name smallest man who ever lived is like insane in itself. Are we serious? Um, Someone said, I'm ready for her to be messy regarding her relationship with Joe, Her songs about him always put him on a pedestal and she was singing about never being good enough for him. Read between the lyrics and they seemed messy. I can't wait to hear more. Someone says absolutely. Finding out that they were on and off leads me to believe they didn't have a super easy relationship. And um, someone else said this album is really giving. I was silenced and now I'm free from the Little Mermaid reference. Also Clara Bow. She was a silent film actress and then she transitioned to speaking films. So it's the Clara Bow of it all. Supposedly, there is well, there is a song about someone named Clara Bow, okay? Here's a little blip about who Clara Bow is. Clara was a silent film actress. Um, she was very much giving, like, it girl of her time. She was a 1920s flapper star and princess of the jazz age. But um, when talkies came out, which I guess is, like, what they called movies that came out after silent films, which were just talkies where movies with sound— Um, I guess her confidence didn't transfer the same way through words because like with silent film, she was like, like I said, like it girl energy. But then she eventually slowly got pushed out to out into obscurity and kind of snubbed by the elites who she was once super close with. Um, One of my favorite favorite Clara Bow quotes is, and all the time the flapper is dancing and laughing, there is a feeling of tragedy underneath. That's what someone wrote on Reddit. The thing actually that I was reading about Clara Bow is like it seems like her life like kind of ended really sad. But basically she was just the major it girl at one point point. Um and then kind of got pushed out in out of the circle. But then also like there's there's a lot of parts of this woman's life that we could kind of pick apart. So I don't know. I'm just so curious what that. Um song will be about I feel like it's giving the last great american dynasty maybe but we will see you guys. Anyways, I just wanted to do a quick little deep dive with you. Well, I don't know if that was quick, but a little deep dive on the album with you because like I literally just can't believe this is happening. So you guys, um it's going to be good. Also, just need to quickly talk about how freaking cute Justin Bieber has been lately. He hasn't performed in two years. You'll remember he was on tour and he ended up canceling it through um, Haley had a seizure and then he ended up getting some sort of like um thing where his face like wasn't moving and working normally like something with the nerves. And it was something that can like be brought on by stress. It wasn't Bell's palsy, but it was like kind of giving similar, which like affected him so much obviously he couldn't sing so like Justin has just seemed and I saw him like I saw him on that tour right before he ended up canceling the rest of it because it was supposed to be a world tour and like I've talked about this but he did not seem happy at all like it was very much I'm here this is my job and then I can leave like there was no passion no like happiness just like he was just doing his just doing his job is what it felt like and it was kind of a bummer but also like it made me feel for him because I just feel like his whole like he's been working his whole life he's had a crazy life like we I don't even think we even know a tiny bit of how crazy his life has been but for the first time in two years he was seen at some like Canadian hockey tournament situation I think that's a pretty big deal and he actually performed at it as well and we have these videos and he actually has posted them on his Instagram so like it's kind of making everyone think that maybe he's like trying to like re-announce something or maybe he what what he was doing at this hockey tournament his performance is he um I don't even know if it's a hockey tournament I'm assuming but he was singing some of his songs acoustic like that we that aren't normally acoustic and he's smiling and he's like having such a good time and i mean this is also happening in canada everyone always says he's just happier in canada than he is here which like why wouldn't he be it's his homeland it seems like a beautiful place but um so that and just how happy he looks like it makes me remember why i was such a diehard justin bieber girly he when he is like singing acoustic his voice is just delicious when he's happy and smiling he just looks so gorgeous like I'm just happy and I hope that him posting all of this like he needs to do an acoustic tour or not even an acoustic t- tour just an acoustic album I don't think he needs to tour I don't think he wants to tour maybe just when it feels fun like he can perform but he loves acoustic and he's so good at it Um, seeing him when I did see him in concert, I swear he played the piano, he played the guitar, like he's really he played the drums. He's so so talented. So I'm here for Justin having his comeback on his own terms. I think that'll be like a really healthy part of it. Um, also, we you and I like didn't talk about this last week, but at the last Chiefs game when they won, and now they're going to the Super Bowl this coming weekend, um, we for the first time saw taylor and travis in like an up close and personal way when she came down on the field to greet him or not even greet him just congratulate him and like hug him and be excited and can we talk about those photos like they felt so not okay to be like they did not feel real i guess is what i mean like we haven't been that up close and personal and they were so cute and travis saying like i love you so much it's not even funny and just like what's up sweetie like he's just it's giving people who think their relationship isn't real like at this point i'm like what what like taylor doesn't need this i don't think travis would need this i think i think this is real and just seeing them interact was just so cute it's very much like taylor and her feminine travis in his masculine like I'm just telling you guys, I will never get those pictures out of my head. Taylor with her like natural hair with her red sweater, all of it was so cute. I approve, I love. I'm excited to see what happens this weekend and people are like speculating that like Travis is going to propose at the Super Bowl or like someone even was saying like maybe before the Grammys happened, ta- maybe Taylor would like announce something at the Super Bowl and I'm like, "You guys, Taylor is not trying to take this moment from Travis and the Chiefs if they win or whatever. Like, she's not trying to take the moment from anyone. And I think we saw that also last week on the field. And she went down and she was hugging him and then his dad was there and she stepped back when he was hugging his dad. And then he goes over and he sees his brother Jason and... They're, like, hugging, and Travis is crying, and she very, like, quickly steps way back out of the shot and, like, lets them have their moment when she kind of realizes that they're, like, having this moment. And I think it was very much, like, I don't want this to be about me. Like, this is about them, you know? I don't—and, like, just everyone getting annoyed and the fact that people are, like, saying they're not going to watch a Super Bowl because of Taylor. Like, I hope you're embarrassed. I hope— your when your children get older and realize like how freaking cringe their parents were that they were hating on a woman who couldn't even control the fact that she's being shown and like she's not asking for it she's just supporting her mans like what are you teaching your children what not even that just like what so that someone's dating and you're annoyed that they're showing his girlfriend over and over like what does that say about you also it's like in the full span of the game like really like let's be real they it's like seconds that we actually see her when nfl shows her but like like jason kelsey said when they were interviewing him last week or something i saw it he was like um nfl would be dumb to not like jump on showing taylor like she is like the best role model for girls and just like an incredible person so anyways i just can't believe people are out there like that are like being serious about the fact that they're not gonna watch or they're like vetoing the nfl because of taylor swift like this says a lot more about you to me this is giving like toddler throwing a tantrum this is worse than a toddler throwing a tantrum because you know better this is giving deep-seated issues and you should truly truly get help and i wish you well um that i also wanted to quickly go over i saw anyone but you last week it was so good so cute so cheesy but like as expected i think i love that chick flicks are like having a comeback because i think we've all been like missing them and it's just it's just a different world without them like we need them you know we don't need just like i swear the only movies coming out have been like freaking superheroes like can we not for one second so um anyone about you was super cute i highly recommend seeing it just if you're a girly for for fun, sweet, good vibes. Like, strictly, yes, it's kind of cheesy. I think it's cheesy on purpose. Like, I think that's partly the vibe. But also, I don't think Glenn Powell's hot, but, like, you, you, when you see the movie, you, like, get the vibe, I guess. And Sydney Sweeney, like, is just... I love that, like, I feel like she's giving, like, Girl Next Door. Like, she feels very... Her face and everything, like, she's gorgeous, but it's giving, like, attainable. It's not giving, like... Kardashian you know what I mean but her body oh my gosh I was like shocked by her body I guess I just I didn't watch Euphoria and I think if you didn't watch Euphoria you don't like really know much about her but I I'm not one to be like oh my gosh like I want I'm gonna work out so I can have muscles like that or so I can have a booty like I'm just content living my life as I am like I just am being realistic you know what I mean but after seeing her body in that movie I was like maybe I should like consider doing a squat every now and then. It was really crazy. But anyways, it was a good movie. Go see it with your girlies. Why not? Life's too short. And I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger. This Friday at Lala, we are like um going to be a part of a filming project situation that I think you guys are going to freak out about when you find out, but um Let's just say I am so stressed because I'm like freaking out, but I'm also really excited and you'll know when you know, but send all the good manifesting vibes because I want to be able to talk about this and I'm hoping that like it all ends up happening. This is so vague and this is probably really confusing, but I just don't want to give too much away yet, but I'll talk about it eventually, I'm sure. Um, But that's happening this Friday and then next week I will be out... Um, of office, and I will be on a little work trip away. So, you guys, I probably won't talk to you for two weeks. But hopefully, we have lots to talk about when I get back. Um, just like, just do the thing. Like, just, just go do it. Okay, whatever it is, whether it's like go get a cookie downstairs or freaking buy the shoes or dye your hair or. I don't know. Start your business. Like I don't know what it is, but just do it. Like just do that thing, you know? It's so cheesy, but the whole like when was the last time you did something that scares you? Quote, like I've been thinking about that like a lot lately cuz like I talked to you guys about this, but we were talking about we're we're looking into moving warehouses because we're at a certain point of this year we're totally going to not fit in ours anymore and like all the things and it's really scaring me. Like it's a big jump that we're going to make and um I keep having to be like, when was the last time you did something that scared you? Because it's like really good. It's really good to do that. You know, we get so comfortable and like just in our ways, but I think it's good to shake it up and kind of do yourself a favor by like doing something that you wouldn't normally do, stepping outside of your comfort zone. So, okay, you guys, I love you. I hope you have a beautiful week or day or whatever. And I'm just sending you so many kisses. Okay, love you. Bye.